Did you, did you click the red button? Oh my god, it like didn't go for the longest <laughs> time. Hello and welcome to Second Breakfast, our second episode of Second Breakfast. So maybe this maybe this is like third breakfast for you. Right. Yeah. This which is, is great. Which is great because this is a big episode. Yeah. This is this is huge. This is huge. Because of what we're going to talk about today and the significance of what happened all last Sunday, it's huge. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones season 7 episode Five, yep. East Watch, yeah. Game changer. <laughs> you know what's funny? They they mentioned the Game of Thrones. Yeah, is was changed forever right. by one sentence. Yeah, and we'll get to it. We will, we will get to it exactly. Yeah, a lot happened there. Um, so we're gonna talk about that. Um, we're also gonna talk um in a later on just a quick agenda for you. We're gonna talk about Game of Thrones, and then our next uh sort of you know hot off the uh, stove, right? Yeah. Um, topic is going to be Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Super. Right. Big deal. Big, yeah. big things happen there, right? Yeah. So, Su- yeah. Super Saiyan. We'll get to it. Super Saiyan God is yeah. back. Jeez. Surprising people. <laughs> it's, we're going to talk about it. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, uh, so let's jump right into Game of Thrones and, and, and just talk about it, right? I mean, yeah. What? You want to summarize it for us? Uh, I have We're listed, not, this is a spoilers review, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah hopefully you'd watched, we'd said maybe have read the books, but right. actually you could have read this script because I think this script was leaked. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so I have a big list of biggest takeaways. So we're not going to go in order. We're going to go by order of what I think is important. So most significant? Most significant. Okay, just listen. So starting with Gilly, one of the... Actually, who's really... Actually, I really like Gilly as a character. I really like the actress that plays her. I think she does a really good job of playing Gilly. Um, Gilly, this like nobody... Mm -hmm. Right. Drops the biggest bombshell since R plus L equals J. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, not only does R plus L equals J... R plus L equals J, not just king in the north, but king of the <laughs> entire seven kingdoms. Seven kingdoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, legitimized him and everything. It was, uh, that's yeah. so crazy. So she says, she's listening off the facts. She's talking about the sept of Baylor. And she's like, how many right. windows are there? Right. Sam's like, well, none anymore. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah. know, and then she says, well, this maester wrote down everything, and he said that a Prince Ragar, I think is what she called him. Right, right. Right, uh, had an annulment. Right. What's that mean? I was like, uh, what? Yeah, wait, she had, a, she had a secret annulment in Dorne so he could get married again. Yeah. So he was legitimately married yeah. to Lyanna Stark. Right. Huge. It's huge. Because what does that do as? Uh, well, Jon Snow is not Jon Snow. He's not a bastard. The big right. theory is that his name is Jaharis. Is that really? That's, yeah, that's what people said. Is that as they say, Liana whispered something to Ned. And, oh, okay, his name or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that was more. Ned so. was probably like John, because I don't think I can take this kid, this this no, baby yeah, back yeah. <laughs> who has some Targaryen name. No way. <laughs> no. And I think the other thing too was that the, the promise me right that she says is just that you're going to watch over him. No one can really know. Yeah. I think, I think it might even have been. I don't know if he came up with the idea to take him as his own bastard or if she did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And knowing how much it would, you know, Absolutely. Uh, hurt him to have to do that with his wife and his kids and stuff, you know. But, um, yeah. I don't know. So, 
It's huge, man. It's um, huge because now you have to look at the implications like, so we thought before, oh, Danny, you know, John would be a bastard of Rhaegar Targaryen. and yeah. Lyanna. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so he would just be a Targaryen and right. it would be Danny really taking the throne with John. Right, right. Right. No, now it's the Slam. other way around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because now, I mean, now he has actual claim to the throne. Yeah, because Prince Legitimate Rhaegar, claim. Right. I mean, yeah. Prince Rhaegar had that. I mean, he was yep, he's the son of next the Mad in King. line and everything. So yeah. um, Firstborn of the Mad King. Right. Yeah. All of his inheritance goes directly to uh John. So I mean and then I mean I know you have more things listed, right? You want to go through those or just keep talking about this point for a little no, bit? No, we can keep talking about this point. Okay, okay, okay. Because every point is so big. Is one of your points though, because one of the things I was gonna bring up was was the dragon. With the way he's touching the yeah, I have John and the dragon listed, I, but we I, we can talk about that. Yeah, because it just kind of fits right here because it's just like it's it's just showing you this Targaryen uh, heritage, you know, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, and I like that they did that first. Yeah, because you know they've been hinting at you know we found out. The fans have pretty much known from the books. I mean, that's been the big theory. I, we've all been you and I have talked about this before. Big right. believers in. Yeah, theory. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they showed it the Tower of Joy last season, mm-hmm. and then HBO pretty much came out and confirmed it. Right. Um, but that still theoretically means that you know Gurr and the books could change it. But yeah. at this point, no, that's, I don't think that's, <laughs> that's happening. Not happening. Nope. And in nope. the way the book he's into it, the books is probably ten times better. It's, yeah, it's gonna be better. Yep, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But I love that they they showed John. And with the dragon first, and then really the Gilly Mike Gilly was like a mic drop in the yes. middle of this segment when it was like I mean was not expecting it at all right like right. the Tower Joy we was building we were waiting for it all season this was just a oh by the way well, it, like it was a huge I did exactly what you're doing right now is I put my hands up in the air and I was like whoa what <laughs> I mean because like the thing is is that it. We've had discussions upon discussion upon discussion about, oh, you know, it's great and all, but he's still a bastard. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah, no, he's like, not. No, he's not, actually. <laughs> he's not just so, the king in the north. He is the king. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, also, I kind of wonder, um, oh, I just lost her name. Was it Elia Martel? Yeah. Um, which, did she go along with this? I think she did. You know what I mean? Because they, they believed in that would, whole prophecy, yep. right? Um, so perhaps that... Had, there was something. There was something there, and, and maybe he really just fell in love with Lyanna Stark. You I know? think he did. Yeah, I think. I mean, sure he did. You know, she's supposed to, you know, the way she's described, just right. beautiful and things. So this wild beauty, you know, yeah, like Arya. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it, and then Gilly, the way she's talking about it, is just right there in the middle of. And they're talking about how many, you know, how many, you know, shits. What's his name is taken? Yeah. You know, like right? It's like, yeah. Well, you know, uh, the, the funny thing is that so often in Game of Thrones, what, the thing we don't expect to happen is, like, somebody dies. Yes. And it's just like, yeah. we, wow, we didn't see that guy dying. You right. know what I mean? Like, the right. Red Wedding, like, we were not expecting. And then yeah. it was, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. This season, I think they're just, ru- like, they've run out. Because the White Walkers are coming, the others yeah. are coming. Right. It's like, well, it's like, winter's here. We're like. All that, like the game, you know, yes. that John has said, and you know, when the idea of winter is coming, the game's over, right? And, and people need to remember, you know, that the HBO series is called, you know, Game of Thrones, which but is the first name of the first book, right? Exactly, it's a song so of nice ice, and, and I love that they reference that this season. Yes, they it do. Was like, yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons I think why they're doing this, they're, they're kind of slowing things down and really pulling things out, like not stretching them out. Yeah. I, sometimes I think they're speeding things up and, and cutting to things, but like you said. Those mic drop moments, 
are coming from you didn't expect that from her. Yeah. You didn't expect her to be the one to Gilly, reveal yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, so those unexpected things are coming in different ways. They've always kind of been there in his writing. So I just kind of wonder if that's a yeah. Gur thing, if that's how it's actually going to go down, or did yeah. they... Is there something for the series that they thought this needed to happen this way? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean I'm the way so... they did the way they did Hodor. I mean, you know, sh- exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I am sure yeah. that that is all Gur. Honestly, yeah. so I am too. Yeah. But so uh, now I guess my question, real quick, yeah, on John. So, I mean, we knew John was okay. Well, he's a Stark and Targaryen. So yeah. John himself is ice and fire. Yeah. But we kind of associate him more with ice. Yes. Because he was at the North, at the, the right. wall. And we associate. But now he's, yeah, and it was going to be, well, it was going to be John and Danny getting together, ice and fire. Right. But now it's more just like, well, Danny is just fire. So John is just ice and fire. It is almost I'm crazy. almost, now I'm almost, now I almost see the possibility of Danny dying. Yeah. Can I tell you what I think? Everyone's always thought John is his favorite character. I've always said that. Right, yeah, exactly. John is his favorite. It is. He was my favorite character from the get-go. I was right. like, man, I like him. He's going to the wall. That's right. like cool. And then like, as you go along, you can tell who Gurr's favorite characters are. One, because he gives the most screen time. And right. two, well, in the books, um, yep. he gives the most chapters. But you, just the way he writes Danny, John, and Tyrion, mm-hmm. he writes them completely different than everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. just tell. And he's, I think, publicly said that oh, those yeah. are his favorites. Well, and, and that's the... So I think a lot of people had thought that... Danny is more of this protagonist than maybe John, and I think it's 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 Gurr's writing style the 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 misdirection. Yeah, I think he's misdirected us the whole time over the whole series, and it's just like it's it's about John, and it is yeah. about the song of ice and fire, like you said, swirling around him. Yeah, and how he's influencing people. Mm-hmm. You well, the, you know, the other thing Which is, is we've said this we've said this before. Gurr seems to reward characters who go through absolute hell mm-hmm. and punish characters who you think like, oh man, you're like Rob Stark. Right. Punished. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Jamie punished. And yep. now Jamie gets, you know, some great screen time because he's, he's going through it. Like even Cersei had to go through the trial of, right. you know, where she was, she was punished. Right. And so those characters, I mean, Tyrion, you know, it's like the character, like, so like John, I mean, who's had it, who has had it worse than John in the entire, I mean, in the entire entire show. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, maybe Sansa, but, you know, she was kind of a at the beginning. Yeah. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, know, like... Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, John is a... John grew up a bastard being hated by Catelyn Stark. Right. It, went to the wall to try and find some... A place. A place. Yeah. Some place he could be loyal. Right. Is then, like, treated like crap because he's, like, Ned Stark's son. Right, exactly. You know, even yeah. though he's not... But yep. he believes he is. Everybody calls him Ned Stark's bastard. Right. Then he like even with the wildlings. Yep. You know he's treated bad there because he's a crow. Because he's know? a crow. Then Gosh. he gets killed. Yeah. Brought back to life. Betrayed. Yep. Yeah. And then now Sansa's you know fighting with him. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, because even you know Danny had sort of like this royalty sort of treated well, and is it is it Pentos or, or Pentos? Yes. You know where she's at in the beginning. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, she was like a slave. She was sold off to Cal Drogo. Yeah, she was, but she still it was more lavish living. I think you know yeah. than so. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like John has always been kind of, you know, just I don't know. Yeah, things haven't really gone very well for him. So yep. it's cool to see this happening. Yeah, John really, was a, really cool John was a steward, happening. not a ranger. Yes, exactly. Yeah, all sorts of things. Yep. So it's huge. I mean, I think and I love. I and I just I, I kept waiting over these past few episodes for him to. 
Like, I was like, please don't bend the knee. Please don't give yeah, in because no. you're the king of the north. Now he's the just, king of everything. Yeah. He, he has a, he has a yeah. claim. He has a real yeah. legitimate claim. You know? And the dynamic is so interesting because I remember we were, I've just been thinking this whole time. I was like, at some point, she's going to find out he's a Targaryen. Like, he's just a Targaryen. Like, she's right. still a legitimate one. Now it's the other way around. So now the question is... If she finds out, yeah. does she view does him she... as a threat? Yeah. Or How's does it... she like love him even more? Right, right. Because also... Danny seems like she wants to be in control. She does, but you know, what if she learned the whole story? If Bran is able yeah. to tell this story and she learns of it, and she's she learned from Oh man, I just lost his name. He came to Oh, I know you're talking about. Me. Yeah. And he was telling uh, her all about, you know, her brother and different things, and and you know, she had heard all these wonderful things. It's just like, I think she's going to really, I don't know. She, I, I yeah. don't, I don't see her seeing him as an enemy yeah. because there are so few Targaryens. Right. And for that, all the things that, that Rhaegar had to do to, to, for Jon Snow to be, you know what I yeah. mean? Like she has to respect that. And I think it's, I think it's just going to make her want him even more. I know. Well, you know? the, you know, the interesting thing is that John now has the actual claim to the throne and doesn't yeah. want it. Yeah, Danny yeah. doesn't have the claim to the throne right. anymore, and does want it. And so, a marriage is just sitting there waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, so great. You know, uh, the other thing too, right? While we're talking about this here, is the seed is strong, and so like you go all the way back to Game of Thrones, and um, oh gosh, Ned Stark talks know. about it. He talks about yeah. Joffrey and Robert Baratheon, and how his his hair is different, right? Exactly. Gendry. We'll get to Gendry. Nope. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it, it, it just so so when you have Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar together, you'd always have the Targaryens, you know, uh, breeding among themselves, right? And so that hair color, their features, and things all says it. It seems like that darker hair trait and darker eye trait is the dominant trait, right? And it's just the so Stark it's, trait, yeah. You're right, and, and it's it's just so crazy to kind of see that, you know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's Really cool, just to kind of see that come back and to think about it. It's like, wow, it still makes sense as to why, you know, um, why he didn't come out with all the, you know, he's very, there's very much a 50-50, you know, split there. He is definitely Stark and Targaryen. Yep. You know, so, gosh, it's just something. It's okay. absolutely something. Moving on, my second big point I have listed, Cersei is Preggers. Yeah, let's... Let's see. We have two different we ideas have, we're, on this. We're, yeah. we're gonna, this is a debate here on this one. Yeah. As and I have differing opinions. Yep. I what I what I first thought of when I first heard she when she said she was pregnant. What I found, what I thought immediately was she's gonna die in childbirth mm-hmm. because of the prophecy. It's gonna be a girl, yep. and she'll be killed. The, the idea that she'll be killed by a younger queen. Yep. So to me, I was like, well, I don't think it's gonna be Daenerys at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said Cersei's gonna be in next season. So I was like, okay, well, next season she'd probably be having to have a kid. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, it would be so interesting if she, that if Cersei, who loves her children so much, right were to die in childbirth mimicking her mother yep. who died giving birth to Tyrion. So yep. then so then it would almost be like she could view it as like fate or something and it would actually theoretically be a way for like Tyrion. Yeah. Remember the idea that says that like oh yeah. You're like the brother you know something there's all this there's, there's all a these, lot of things that were foreshadowing something. Yeah. So like I just that. think wow that would be such an interesting way yeah to do to go. It, it really would be. It would be interesting and it makes sense with the the prophecy from the witch, you know, and things. Um, and that, cause we kept thinking it was Marjorie and all these, you know, um, 
younger queens and things, but that is that does make a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. So now I, on the other hand, think she is not pregnant. Yeah. Crazy, right? I mean, it's no. I, I think, think it's a, I think it's a legitimate argument. I could totally see her making this up because Jamie and it, and, and you see him drifting, realizing who she's, he loves her. Even Tyrion when he's watching the Lannisters being just burnt and slaughtered and things like he he feels those are his people you know and it's yep. like he wants um it, it, there's a cool scene and i'm kind of going on a tangent here where Arya comes across those lannister boys and it's sort of like they're just they're just common folk who you know had to were summoned by their local lord who had to then go to the call of tywin lannister you know and so there's, there's this i just sort of see jamie being pulled sort of away from her. And I, I think we get that feeling and that sense, right? There's when they're, especially in that battle, like you just see a different side to him. You know what I mean? And then when he sees those dragons and he goes back and he goes back and he tries to convince her that, you know, this is, we can't, we cannot stand against this. And then she has this meeting with Tyrion and he's always had a, a soft spot for Tyrion. He just seems to be drifting away. And so I think the way for her to bring him closer is, you know, to say that she's having a child, yeah. you know, She's just such a manipulator. I, I just read well, this she point, knew, just like she knew that Bronn was meeting with. Yeah, she knew that, yeah. right? And she let that happen, you know. And she let it happen. Why? Why did she let that happen? Well, how did it benefit her? It, it, it's almost like to put her brother back in check. Don't ever betray me again. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'll let this happen, and you know, because you know, she didn't want outright defiance from Jamie. Maybe if she would have stopped it and showed up and said, "I'm going to kill uh, Tyrion." And all of a sudden, there's an outright confrontation where she knows Jamie will take his side, and she doesn't want that. So let that go. That's not a battle I can win. So let it happen, and then I'll then I'll claim he's betrayed me. Yeah. And then he's gonna go on the defensive, and I'll also I'm pregnant. You know, like with our child, and I'll name you as the father. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Everything that he wants, right? I mean, he's a good guy. He loves his sister. You know. So what? Maybe it was. Different time, you know, yeah. come on. But but I also see with the whole incest thing that maybe this child could kill her. Yep. In in childbirth. I get that. I see that. But I just I just think I was like, wow, wait a second. I think she's making it up. I think she's making it because I know in the book, like he has been gone for a long time. There's moments where when when he comes back, even after he's lost his hand, where she just doesn't seem she still is. There's moments of passion between them, but I just think I don't know how he's going to do that in the book. I mean, he's going to, she's going to have to come back from... In the book, we, we, we've left him where Brienne of Tarth has come back, and she is um, there at the request of Lady Stoneheart to actually, yeah. you know, to, uh, to, to either bring him in or to talk to him, right? And um, he's at he, this, the siege of River Run. Yeah. So he's going to go back then to King's Landing, and there's a chance to get with her there. But I just don't know, man. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Don't know. Okay, moving on. My third big takeaway, I'm calling it Avengers Assemble. Yes. <laughs> it so, was so at well, it was so good. Before we get there, we'll we'll talk about the one Avenger they go get, and that's Gendry. Yeah, they do. Right. Um yeah, so Davos goes back and Davos was the one who let him go, you know. Yep. He was originally sold and yeah, this again is different in a, it's different in the series than it is in the books a little bit, yeah. right? So he's sold to this uh, Melisandre who takes him back and and things. Um, and Davos releases him. They don't want him killed. You know, they use his king's blood, um, which works. Yeah, apparently, right? So 
he's legitimately, you know, got some uh, power, right? So, and Davos, you know, ships him back to um, Flea Bottom, and you know what? And Gendry still has some claim to the throne. Yeah, because yeah. you know Joffrey and Tommen, Joffrey and Tommeny, Joffrey and Tommen were technically yeah, you know, listed Preach as it. Baratheons. They were, uh-huh. and then and Cersei Lannister was married to Robert Baratheon. Yeah, so right. I think I think I think the crown could make a strong. Uh, the people could make a strong argument. They know actually the Baratheons are still well that she was unfaithful in a sense, yeah. right? And so like he has his actual. The only re- those are not his children. Yeah. His actual childs are bastards, yep. boys and girls. Like there was, there were many of them, right? So, um, and I think that was one of the older ones, like his first, maybe his, yeah, his first, probably, right? Yeah. So that they had tracked down, and so, and he obviously has the king's blood and that, that power, yeah. but the war hammer, yeah, yep. Gendry dropping the hammer, quite literally. Yeah, it was so <laughs> sweet. It was also, you know, the, they made a joke. Um, where Davos said, I figured you'd still be rowing. Because that was a big joke. Yeah, Remember, yeah, is yeah. that Gendry's just out there rowing right, somewhere? Right, right. Well, all that rowing paid off because he was slamming dudes with that hammer. Yes, he was. Exactly. And it does confirm. We're, it's now confirmed what we thought in the trailer. Remember, we saw the trailer. We saw that like circle of like 12 guys or however many. Right. And everybody's like, oh, that guy's a Warhammer. Maybe it's Gendry. Well, yeah, it is. It is. Exactly. <laughs> and it's awesome. And it's- but so then, so we skip to the end of the episode where. Yeah. Uh, John and um, Jorah Mormont. Yeah, exactly. They go up there, right? They, uh, with Gendry, and they're saying, "Hey, they go meet you know Thorsamir and yeah, the, the, the Brotherhood without banners is yeah. like locked up, you know, which is hilarious. And they probably just walked in there to Eastwatch and said, "We need to go north." Yep. you know. Um, so that was kind of neat, and to see the struggle, like that, everybody is kind of like just all the different. It's so cool to see. Who's talked? You almost forget. You almost are like, like, wow, they actually did have this. They met. They met. This happened way back here, and that happened, and he's pissed at him for this and that and what have you. It's like, whoa. So, like when when Tyrion gives the coin to, right? Yeah, yeah. um, Jorah Mormont to Jorah. Yeah, and talking about when they were captured and and yeah, uh, yeah, with the slaves. So here's here's something I'm I'm thinking of. Yeah. So we kind of have a, a little teaser of next episode, right? Where we know that they're they're going to go try and steal a uh, a white or a or a mm-hmm. zombie thing, right? 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 Um. So in the trailer, both for next episode and earlier in the season, we saw Beric and Darian, you know, pull out what we probably have to legitimately assume is Lightbringer, the sword yeah. that catches on fire. Well, they have. I think what they did they do in the books. Is Thoris of 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 Mur? Yeah, Mir. Um, Mir, Mir. Yeah, he um he actually that flaming sword is is that Man. was always his thing. He, oh yeah. So he might have given him and he he put some chemicals on the sword, makes it you know. Yeah, but I mean, in the trailer, he just like pulls it out like a lightsaber and I turns know, it like, turns it on. <laughs> I know. I don't even know what happened there. So yeah, I don't know. So how that happened. yeah, what I think would be cool. Part of me thinks, oh, it would be really cool if like because I think. You and I are both kind of on the same page that he's. If there's somebody that's going to die beyond the wall, it's going to be him because he's died a bunch. Yeah, and uh, so I'm kind of in the. I, so I think maybe the Hound could potentially pick up that sword. It would be so sweet because he hates fire. Yeah, he hates fire, and so then he picks up that sword and he uses it. And right. some people are saying, you know, the Hound could be the Lord of Light, right, or, the, or Azor High, right. which would be interesting because he's the warrior of fire, right. Um, that would be interesting. Yeah. But you could also maybe see John pick it up and then John oh somehow and then somehow John gives 
his sword, Longclaw, to Jorah Mormont. Yeah. Because it's actually Jorah's like yes. legitimate right. house sword. Right, exactly. And I really hope that Jorah survives. I think he's not going to go through all that ordeal with the grayscale to die. No, I think he could die gonna... later. I think I could see him dying like next season. Just defending his Defending queen. Danny. Yeah. But please just give us one scene of Jorah talking to the little bear. The little the girl. Oh, it would my. be hilarious. That would be awesome. <laughs> now I know he's sort of like, you know, not on good terms and things and and, and stuff. But he's gone through this this hero's journey, right? Or this, right. Uh, you know, he got grayscale, right? In his own way, yeah. And he's sort of redeemed himself, you know. So I think that would be really neat to see him, you yeah. know, go back there and be proud of his house, you know. And and but also he's still loyal. He's not gonna, you know join them or anything like that, but just to sort of see them meet would be yep. interesting and to see the the respect you know, yeah. between them. So it is just interesting. Now we're seeing, it's like, we're finally seeing all the characters come together because they, they, we've had characters mix, right. You know, here and there, because a lot of these characters were in Essos, yes. just so far away. Right. right. And now all these characters are like coming together and they're like, Hey, I've met. And they're like, Hey, I've met, you know what I mean? It's just, Oh yeah, Exactly. And Jorah Mormont, like, it's kind of weird because he's one of those characters who is over in Essos, and, like, his family and his house is, you know, uh, loyal to the Starks and things. One thing I want to mention, Beric Dondarrion, when you said that we, we believe that maybe he would be the guy that would fall, I think if he does, it's, I think he's going down swinging, and he, he, is, he is fending off, and maybe they bottleneck him, and he's just, just, just yeah. laying people yeah, out, just like, you know, and they're all running for their lives to get back, and he knows it's for the greater good, you know. Yep. And I, I think the hound then sees that that sacrifice, and is and you're right, his face is melted by mm-hmm. fire, like the and flames it, it, yeah. may. It's, yeah, and it would make it would make sense if he were to say get that power because Clegane Bowl is going to happen. Yeah, I don't know when, I don't know how, but it's just it oh would it would be bad. I know. What? Yeah, he's going to fight the hound with the flaming, or the mountain with the flaming sword. But even better, what if maybe he doesn't originally fight him with the flaming sword, fights him, is killed, and, and raised yeah, again? Too. Yeah, that'd you be know? dead versus dead, which is something we talked about, too. Yeah, we need to talk about that. That's got to be its own. That's got to be its own segment that's or fine. something. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. We will we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. So... um I'm trying to see here. I have everything, but it, it's all so connected. Yeah, I know. Let's talk. Okay, let's shift gears here. Sam leaves Old Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam doesn't know now that his, his, father, his fathers are dead. His, and his brother, his younger his father, brother. His father's brother dead. Mm-hmm. Sam still has the Valyrian steel sword. Right. He does. Yeah, he doesn't know that he left right before they had a chance to tell him um, that his that his father's dead. He actually, I think in the mo- I think in the series they say that he is that he has a, that that guy's his older brother, but yeah. Sam's actually the oldest, I yeah. believe, in the books. Um, so, anyways, yeah, regardless, but yeah, that's that's really sad, and he takes off. I think I kind of thought to myself, this makes a lot of sense now. You see, I questioned Gur before, and I never should, because if this is the way he was going to go, I was like, there's no way he becomes a maester. There's no way we don't have time for this. And that clearly is Sam's thing. I'm tired of reading about all these great deeds that these other men have done. Yeah. It's my turn. Yeah. Let's not forget who the first person to kill a White Walker is. Let's go. Yeah. It's it's Sam. Sam. That's right. (laughs) Yep. Doesn't he have like a dragon glass like dagger or something? Yeah, they they oh he gets it up at up Craster's the, Keep, I think. Yeah, beyond that actually there was a spot. God, yeah, he called? just like found it. Yeah. The Fist of the First Men, yeah. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, they, they found a stash of it up there. Actually, yeah. like a, they, they dug down. There was like a basket of it. And they started to notice the significance of it. Yeah, so yeah, he thrust it into him. He's, he's uh, escaping with Gilly and claims to kill it. She makes the claim, too, and they all just kind of laugh at him. But he did. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's so. And now, now there's like people mining dragon glass. Exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. And so he now has info. He went and stole all those books and manuscripts and things. And so he's going to try to figure this out. Yeah. Um, and really, I think his goal is to vanquish them forever yeah. because it seems like he wants to break the cycle. Like, well, it seems this, like the dragon glass can do that. Well, but I think like the Night King, it's sort of like this power that maybe right. it needs cleansed or vanquished because. It can return yep. again. We we just watched uh, what's his name, Emergency Awesome, do his breakdown. He was talking about prophecies and how they uh, come in Cyclical, cycles. Yep. Yeah, and so I think that's well. That's what Daenerys, like Daenerys, has mentioned recently in this in this season. Like, I want to break the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's uh, the know. wheel of time. So where do you think where it is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so where is Sam headed? North. I would back. imagine, yeah, he's probably he's probably going to head back to Winterfell to try and meet John, right, and to tell him what's you know to share that information. And maybe he gets there and he has a conversation with Bran. Wow, that would be huge. Yeah, yeah that would be that would be actually really neat. Speaking of Bran, that. yeah, Bran. Mm-hmm. Bran sends his three eye Raven power up north to Eastwatch to go check out the Night King. The Night King, like, he's got a big army and right. he breaks his thing. Right, he breaks the trance or the yep. the. Um, his ability to see and monitor their mo- their movements, in a sense, so sort of like a back and forth um, struggle, and we saw that with the old, you know, um, oh gosh, what was his name, the three eyed, three eyed raven, yeah, exactly. So we saw that there, uh, the struggle between him and the night king. So yeah, th- I think we'll keep seeing that. I just, it's so kind of heartbreaking to see Bran like not be happy to see his sisters, and well, just he's like not different. even human anymore. I know, yeah, he's so, like a like, robot. It's like, wow, I don't know. It's yeah. something. Speaking so. of his sister. Yeah, let's talk about those let's guys. Let's talk about the whole dynamic. Arya and Sansa. Right. I So they always, you know, you go back to the first book, they always kind of were back and forth and just very different. And um, Arya loves John. Yeah. Loves him. Like, he's the one who gives her needle, needle. and 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 all of that. So, um now, she's grown to miss and love her sister, so it's good to see that they get reunited in things. But I think, I just don't know. I wonder how he does this in the books, too, how they share their stories. I, I hope it's not, a, they've always kind of competed and been at odds with, with each other. And I hope it's not this competition where it's like, oh, I suffered more than you suffered yeah. or I've, whatever, grown more than you've grown. I hope that's not the way it goes. Yeah, you know? it's, I don't know how I put this. Arya is just my least favorite <laughs> character. Not only do I yeah. not like Arya, I don't like Macy Williams. Are you kidding me? I just don't I just you? don't like her. She was in Doctor Who and I just thought it was I just don't I just think she's like overrated. How I'm dare sorry. you. And I now, love her. Uh, and now I have a secret tiny little crush on her. Well, I have a secret enormous crush on Sophie Turner. So Yeah, okay, I do too. And so <laughs> it's just like for starters, so she gets she gets this power, right? She mm-hmm. gets the power to, you know, become like a super ninja assassin. And she can't even out ninja Littlefinger. There I got a whole thing <laughs> on that. I got a whole thing on that. I, but it's just like it's just like she's talking to Sansa and it's like Sansa is Sansa's one of the characters I've really grown to like because she's, you know, a grade A B in mm-hmm. the you know, the first like mm-hmm. first like two or three seasons. But that's yeah. just the way she's written. And she's 
gone through so she's very much dynamic so much and she doesn't have she hasn't been resurrected from the dead she's not a three-eyed raven right she's not you know a ninja assassin right she wasn't the king in the north who rode you know uh an enormous you know right thing she was raped yeah and she's gone through like she she was betrothed and probably raped by Joffrey. Well, she was beat. Yeah, she was, she was beat. Certainly beat um, by him. She yeah. was married Humiliated. to married to Tyrion. Right. Then like sold off to Roos and Ramsay Bolton. Right. Yeah. Like. Yep. She has had it so bad. Yeah, it's bad. And I think her thing is that like it's cool to see all these different Starks and the different like quote unquote powers that they have or skills because hers is this political sort of right. You know. She's learning the Game of Thrones. She is the one like who they need to turn to when it comes back to that. Right now, I don't think we're we're not talking about um, the game. We're moving towards the end game, which is the Song of Ice and Fire. When that, if it's very cyclical, when it comes back to the Game of Thrones, she'll be there in the north to help them in that yeah. regard. But right now, you need John. You need. I right. think you need people like Arya. Can I just quickly say though that Peter Baelish, I think, and there's there's theories out there that he it could be similar to a faceless man. Could be. And I actually would not be surprised if he was trained in some way or another. Yeah, like, there's what is still, his backstory. We still see <sighs> who is he and where did he come from? There's we, still there's still know, two characters I have no idea. I have no idea what where they're going with Baelish because at this point it's like you know, this it's we're coming down to the end. Yeah. And unless he starts making big moves fast. Yeah. Cause really in this episode, we'll talk go ahead and talk about it. You know, he just leaves the little breadcrumb for Arya that like it's the note, which is kind of an important thing, because it yep. basically all it's gonna do is it's gonna wedge in between Arya and Sansa. Mm-hmm. But like, what does he get from that? Like it's not like mm-hmm. it's now that now that like the White Walkers are coming, it's almost like the game's almost over. I don't really understand where like Yeah. I think he's the I think his plan is to be the last man standing. Yeah. I mean I'm sure like, I trust that Edgar has some insane that's probably why the book's taken so long. Oh yeah, sure it is. It's, it's probably literally Littlefinger. Well, he's like, I have to get this one character. Like here's the thing. I actually think we know more about Varys. In his backstory, than we do Peter Baelish. I yeah. get that we know about him and uh, Catelyn and things like that, but like, and and the fight that he has with um, with one of the Starks, yeah. the oldest oldest Stark uh, brother, Brandon. Um, yep. But what happens after? How does he? Yeah, be, I don't know. How does he climb his way to that position of Master of Coin? Yeah. Does he things? have some sort of power? I think I legit. To if, I think to understand that Arya was there because it's the first time we've seen Arya like fail. Since she's yeah. you know become a faceless right and use like the way she's using her skills and again she didn't because really... remember last episode she shows up and pretty much wrecks Bran of Tarth yeah right and she killed all the phrase and Baelish know? looked very surprised almost like oh I'm like screwed here or and now one episode later not only is he like not worried he's like oh I've got this under control well or you know when he that look that he gives maybe is a, a look of recognition. I think it was a surprise because he also remember he goes and tries to talk to Bran and Bran says chaos is a ladder or something yeah, that he that had said. Him, and sure. so yes. I think the last episode was like him being like, oh, I'm kind of screwed here. Mm-hmm. And now one episode later, he is, it's like a role reversal between him and Arya. It's like mm-hmm. last episode, it was, I'm weak. You're crazy powerful. 
everybody here, I'm, what am I doing here? I'm kind of screwed. Now it's the other way around where it's like, okay, fine. I'll get back. And, but in like the, the fact that he can sense her, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. I think he, I think it was a, it's a setup from the, from the, right. It, it is a setup is what it is. And he, he knew he needed to do it. He, he's, he knew he was, like you said, maybe losing uh, a foothold or some right. control and things. And so he's got to create a little chaos and then he can get that control, you know, that, that he wants back uh, with Sansa. So I'm just wondering, though, I think this may backfire on him um, because Arya, what's she going to do? She's going to take that and she's going to confront Sansa with it, right? Yeah. Now, is Arya then going to present that to the lords and say that also interesting that he was meeting with the veil, vale, the guy, right. I forget what his name is. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, you know, he was, he was meeting with that guy as well as the maester. Yeah. So they, I think they both probably then know about what Sansa wrote right. right she was forced to write in right. season forced like one yeah but i actually think if sansa can talk to Arya and they can talk about these things you know why does baelish have it is he trying is he going to say then to sansa i wanted to, to destroy it you know and your sister now is trying to use it against you or probably something. you know what i'm saying it's yeah you're probably right going. there yeah but i'm thinking Arya might not do she's gonna have to confront sansa about it, it it's almost of a game of who can get to Sansa first. It's all about timing now and how yeah. they present this to her. Yeah. And who's going to be able to persuade her that, you know, why does Arya have this? Why did Peter yeah. have it? And what was their motives for yeah. getting it, right? So, and he's the master of manipulation he in is. that regard. So I don't think Arya's very, um, she's not, she's blunt and straightforward. And, yeah. So. And terrible. Gorgeous. <laughs> terribly gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on here. Okay. So this is a point I thought about. I love how the show has kind of been becoming about, like, we're not our fathers. Yes. Yeah. That's, like, a big thing. And, and You know, like, mm-hmm. Danny is like, I'm not the Mad King. Right. You know, now, we're, now we've got Gendry showing up, and he's like, our dads used to be friends. You've got right. Jorah Mormont, who's like, your dad killed a lot of killed a lot of us wildlings. Right. You know, and he was like, well, I've heard you return the favor. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. And yep. so everyone's talking about their fathers. Even even you go to Cersei and it's like, you know, what what would father say? Exactly. All this stuff. And yep. so it is that idea of it's the wheel spinning. Right. And them all trying to either either keep with the cycle or break from the cycle. You know, even like when they're talking about um, the promises and the vows that were made, you know, by the old Starks to the Targaryens. You know, it's like, that's... John is John. Yeah. He's the king in the north. You know, yeah. he's not beholden to these things, these vows and promises yeah. that were made. And years John now is a Stark and Targaryen, so yes. he can break whatever you want. That's right. You yeah. Know, <laughs> get off it. You know, it's like, um, yeah. So it is kind of neat to, to see that and to see either, gosh, it almost does seem like it's, it is very much a cycle. And it's yep. like it's either you're breaking it or you're trying to, to continue with it. So, yeah. I mean, we even see that in the, in, um, you know, Sam, like we're getting there with Sam and his father when Sam finds out about what happened to his brother and his father. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what's crazy is actually that kind of, well, not really, kind of mirrored in a sense when the Mad King called the Starks down to King's Landing and killed them right there. You know, a, uh, a father uh, and a son. And Could come back to Hunter. Exactly. And I think that's sort of what Tyrion was thinking is that like, oh, this is... Starting to look a lot like, oh, you know. Yeah, and then, then when Varys is talking about it, I used to tell myself that it wasn't me killing them. Right. Yep. 
Yeah. So she's got to be careful. I think that's going to be hard, hard uh, thing for Tyrion to kind of figure out how to finesse this. How is he going to talk to her about this and things? You know, she doesn't mm-hmm. want to look weak, but clearly you you got dragons. You just you know owned these guys. So was that you or me? Yeah, it was you. That was probably me. But you know what I mean. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. That's an interesting point about the cycle one. You know. Yeah. So. Um, okay. A uh, couple last points here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this is kind of tying into what we talked about before about is Greg going to be able to fi- finish the books, all of these things. I'm just starting to think now, I think you were right last last episode when you were talking about Gur's going to have to make it two more books because there's just too many characters. Because I feel like it's been two episodes since we've seen Euron Greyjoy. Sure, yeah. And Grey Worm. And, like, where are they at? What are they doing? What are they going to play? Because now it's, like, literally in two episodes, I mean, the pacing of this is so quick. It's, like... You forget how many characters and like how many what, there are. Like, what are, what are those guys going to... Like, it's almost like they're completely useless at this point. Because, like, now we're, like, tur- we're like everyone, even Cersei's, like, we're all turning towards uh-huh. the north. We're, we're fine. Winter's, winter's here. Right. Itch. And so it's, like, none of that stuff matters anymore. So, like, what are those guys doing? Right, I know, and that's where I was kind of like, people either need to, ju- it, you know, like John says, it's the living versus the dead, which is weird, because it's like, we're not even quite to the point where everyone's united to face that threat. We're getting yeah. there, we still need the proof, there's just a piece going on. Um, so you still have to get the proof back down to King's Landing, and you have to get her to agree that, oh, we need to do this, and then maybe she still doesn't believe it, she doesn't care, and Cersei, like... I'm I, now I'm like speculating into like right. you know the next season, but it's like if they all do unite and and march north and face this fight, it's just like who's bringing up the rear? The Lannisters. Who's going to stab him in the back when the battle's won? The Lannisters. Who's going back to King's Landing and ruling? The Lannisters. And somehow Peter Baelish is back there too. Yeah. It just I don't know that it's going to work out the way we want it to, and it's hey, just Gur said it's going to be bittersweet, right? So I just don't know, and so you're right. I, I it's um. It's 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 hard to imagine he can get all this done in one book and wrap all those different storylines together. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and defend because what is Euron and um, uh, Asha? Right, Asha's still it's alive. We we presume right. So she's she's been you know the the Sand Snakes. We are assuming that they're dead. The one girl is dead with yeah. the poison. She had to watch her, and she's still imprisoned. Yeah, right? she's still she's probably dead though. I don't know. I th- I think she they were going to keep her. Yeah, but they said that they said that they was going to starve her, and at this point, we have to be like months into the oh, future. Oh, did they say they were going to starve her? Yeah, so yeah, she said. To, I she, thought she said she was going to give her just enough bread, just enough. So water. she could watch her her daughter die, but her daughter would be dead in like a month. Was what she said. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. thought she was going to have to live with this, and just live there and change and have like the last thing that she saw was her daughter die, and then she was going to just live in this. Oh, I don't agony know. I'll have to, we have to go back and watch so. it, but I think. But either, either way, way yeah. um, so she's still there. They've got pretty much have been written door and off since the mount or since the viper mm-hmm. died. So yeah, um, but then you've got Asha or Yara. Um, you know, is she going to get executed? Did she get executed or what know. have you? And then Urin, you know, he's he's still with. He's out doing something. They're all just kind of chilling, you know. Like I mean, they're they're he. Well, he's still there with um, with Danny. He came right. back to Dragonstone, um, and so he's working with her. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, I don't really know what how that's all gonna um, wrap up. So I don't know. Well, two episodes left. 
This yeah. next one looks pretty amazing. So yeah, it does. What did we see? We just saw them. We saw them rushing back. We saw just them in the north. Mm-hmm. Okay. Winter's yeah. here. It's snowing in Winterfell. It's snowing. I think it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord. So we have two episodes left. The second to last episode always is great. It's always a big one. Yeah. Because it was Battle of the Bastards last year. Right. Right. And then I think before that it was you know that's where that's where the season. Uh, the season before that, I think, was where it was the John where they fought mm-hmm. the at the Night's Watch. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, the the battle there, yeah. Did um, so you said and Red Redding was one of those, and then uh, Ned Stark's death was one of those. Yeah. So we have two episodes. Like you said, this one's gonna be a little bit longer, right? Yeah. These yeah. next two episodes should be a little are over an hour. Cool. Okay, that's gonna be awesome. All right. So anything else on that? Nope. That's it. That's it for Game of, the Game of Thrones rundown recap this week. Uh, nice. Hopefully, uh, the book's coming soon. Gur's writing. You know, he's feeling says he's busy. He says he's feeling busy. Matt's been on Gur Watch. I'm on. I've been on Gur Watch for the past three years. I check his blog <laughs> like every every week. You know, see how he's feeling. Sometimes it's bouncy. Sometimes it's you know, yeah, sad. Sometimes it's depressed. You know, football's getting ready to start, and he's a big New York Giants fan. Yeah, so that's going to eat a lot of his time. Guys, it's but. it's like this. You know, you got the Night's Watch. You've got Gur Watch. It's like yeah. instead of the night gathers, it's like the dust gathers on in Gur's, Gur's computer. on Gur's computer on Gur's desk, and we continue our watch for the book and the release date. So, all right, yeah, um, we're gonna take a quick break, um, and when we and come then, back, we're gonna hit up some Dragon Ball Super. Yep, stay tuned. Alright guys, hey, uh, welcome back. Uh, we are going to talk about Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Ez doesn't really know. Yeah, Ez is, Ez is just getting into Dragon Ball Super. I'm kind of forcing it upon him. That's fine. It's okay. I enjoy it. I'm always just like, new there's, this, new there's that. There's so much. What's going okay, on? so in the last episode, episode yep. 103, okay. Gohan essentially Wait, did took you say 103 episodes? Of Dragon Ball Super. Wow. That doesn't include the oh, five. There's five seasons of Dragon Ball. I, yep. Seven seasons of Dragon Ball Z, and then <laughs> two seasons ish of Dragon Ball GT, if it counts. This is we don't really know yet. I'll never get caught up. <laughs> you too will. much to watch and read. You will. All right. Um, okay. So in the last episode, Gohan took out Universe Ten. Yeah. And so now in the previews. Yeah. Of episodes, of episode one of four, we see Goku fighting. Um, God, I can't even think of his name, but he's the guy who looks like Beerus. Okay. And he and Super Saiyan God, the red Super Saiyan God, not the blue yeah, Super right. Saiyan right. This blue. Is, you told me red is where he what? He combines That's where they that's where the six Saiyans came together, gave yeah. him the power to go Super Saiyan God, and then later he was able to do what you saw the Super Saiyan blue. Right. He was able to do that. So Because he learned it through the red, right? Through the red. Okay. Yeah. Which is more of a rage based? No, no? the yellow is more of a rage. Oh jeez! <laughs> see, it's oh, it's boy. confusing. Anyway, so Super Saiyan God, which we see at the beginning of Dragon Ball Super, is returning, and so the big fan theory going around right now that why Super Saiyan God is returning is because um, there's a big argument that Goku is faster in it, and we see him teaming up in this preview with Hit, who we know has like a time warp ability and he's like crazy fast, and. So that's a big theory, but the really crazy part is mm-hmm. that there's a is that it's been teased that Goku will get a new form, a completely new form in the Tournament of Power. Something we've never seen before. Something we've never seen before. 
Because well, the argument is, as, as you've seen as, what's happening yeah. in this tournament? Uh, well, that universes are being erased. Families yeah. are being killed. Universes, not just, just not just planets. No, and I just saw like the little, you know, the the locket with the picture. Yeah, of Universe Ten. There. Yeah, it's just like it just it hits home. I know. And Gohan had it. to do that. You Gohan's know, it's like, hard. Oh. That's hard for Gohan. Yeah. So the big and so actually that was kind of leaked today. That picture mm-hmm. of Goku in like this yeah. new form, which is more of like a white kind of transformation. The uh, people are saying that maybe it has to do with the spirit bomb. So Goku is okay. going to summon the spirit bomb, maybe from like the remaining universes and do this whole thing. And there's a lot. Dragon Ball Super is a lot to kind of take in. Yeah. So a new form though, just to face another universe, is it a universe that's more powerful than maybe what he's encountered? And so he has to I don't know. Well, I think he, I think I'd argue Goku's probably already the strongest those I the, think it's gonna. I think I think he's form? gonna have to challenge one of the gods. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe you know, Gohan has seen or Goku. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying Go- Gohan has seen like all these different like world universes being destroyed. Well, they all have, yeah, they all have. But I mean, like just most recently that yeah, happened, Gohan, right? Yeah. And so, like, perhaps they go back and have some talk, and he's he starts to really see this is really wearing on. Yeah. on my well, son, Goku, and, Goku, and Vegeta took out the first universe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right at the beginning of the tournament. Man. That just makes you think they've, they've got to be weighing on their minds. Yeah. And it's just like, this is all for sport, you know? I think... The line, yeah, you have Goku's to win to gotta, keep your universe, yeah. Oh, Goku will win, but it's just, he's going to bring back everybody else, too. Yeah, yeah they always do. It's the Dragon Ball. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know. But he's, he's got to go to that next level yeah. to do it. It's always about going to that next level. That's the difference. That's Goku's thing, is that it's always, what's the next transformation? Yeah. What's, what's the next power-up? What's, mm-hmm. what's the next thing? Well, mo- so the, there's, only one, there's only one Universe 7 person knocked out, and it's Krillin, of course. Mm-hmm. So Universe 7 still has all of its fighters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but all, a lot of the universes going down so when we saw in this last episode we saw piccolo and gohan right so is it like two people like a couple people were chosen to fight 10 and then goku's i think it's it's a battle royal and it just kind of happens to be where people are kind of split up okay because the episode before we saw android 17 fighting some people from like universe four okay and then the episode before that which you saw was uh kale and khalifa the female super saiyans Mm -hmm. Where they, they, it seems like six and seven are kind of working together mm-hmm. a little bit, and she just kind of went into her crazy Super Saiyan form, so she attacked Goku, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jeevity Christmas. So it's just, it's still a free for all mat- madness. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. kind of see where we're going. It's probably going to be, I'd say it's about five or six more episodes before it, we're really going to see what's, what's going on and what, who, the, who the next big villain is, what's really going to happen, mm-hmm. and where this is all going to lead. But the fact that Super Saiyan God's coming back is interesting. In Battle of the Gods, um, when Goku fights Beerus for the first time, Beerus at one point, he like punches Goku and kind of like punches through him. Mm -hmm. And Goku in his Super Saiyan God form is able to heal himself. Mm. So that's a big argument is that, you know, this tournament, they they keep talking about how they need to save energy because it's Mm -hmm. a huge big tournament. Mm -hmm. And Goku's already gone Super Saiyan Blue a couple couple of times. Right. Drain a lot of energy. Right. So they're saying, well, if he goes Super Saiyan God, then... Which he has to be given that power. He can't just turn Super Saiyan, the red Super yes. Saiyan God form. Yeah, right, right. And interesting enough, there's Saiyans from other universe, which equal the number of Saiyans that he would need. He would need, yeah, featuring this universe seven, which is boy, that's Dragon putting Wilson. a lot of trust from six into seven. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. What's that and, mean? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and not that you knew this, but we said in the preview, we saw Goku and hit. That's the, that was the purple guy. Okay. Um, and hit actually before like 
killed Goku in Dragon Ball Super. Good grief. Yeah, he's like wow. an assassin. So they've already fought. So there's like a temporary alliance. Wow, okay. Huh. Yeah. Because he's like an assassin. He didn't really want to do it. It's a whole big story. But Wow. So yeah, so we know we're getting Super Saiyan God. We've seen it in the previews. There's another form that's been theorized, but it was kind of leaked today. So Yeah, go ahead. So I'm just so I'm two excited. Forms. Is that what you're saying? Is that there's like are they two new forms? Well, or? Super Saiyan God, the red isn't we've a new seen. form. We've okay. seen it before. That's the so first thing you he, see in Dragon Ball Super. So he's gonna. But go. there's another form that we're gonna see. But that's like this white kind of his shirt's ripped off. Yeah, black hair. Is that yeah. the one you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he showed it to me. Yeah, which sure. looks more of just like a basic form. We'll see. Could yeah. be similar to Gohan's Mystic, which Gohan just looks regular. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we, we need ways to distinguish these forms. So it's just sort of, yeah. It did seem kind of like Mystic because there was like a, little, a bit of a yellowish, you know, but yeah, yeah blue. Yeah. Tint so we'll see. Over. So other than that, sorry, we'll be bringing more Dragon Ball Super stuff. That's just kind of the big the big thing that's going on right now. Once we get as caught up more, you know, <laughs> we'll have a lot more to talk about once he once he gets going. But we oh, will be bringing, be bringing you more Dragon Ball Super stuff at a pretty steady, pretty steady pace, staying along with the... Matt is forcing the, this on us, guys, so you need to go check it out. <laughs> I, uh, at one point, I have to, just a quick backstory. I flew out to see Matt in Portland, and I remember we spent a whole day on the beach. And it, literally, we started when the sun rose, and it was like the sun, like the sun had set and rose again by the time Matt <laughs> had finished telling me all about. And that was just Dragon Ball Z. That was just Dragon Ball Z. And then it was just like, you got to watch this. Well, let me just tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. It was like, like the whole oh, day, man. the whole saga. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so, okay. All right. Uh, coming up next, we are going to do our predictions. Some predictions, thoughts on Mayweather McGregor. Mm. Is it going to be worth it? Welcome back to Second Breakfast. You know, hopefully, you know, you're uh, you probably unbuttoned the first button in your pants. You know, oh, yeah. really got to let it out. Stretch you know, sometimes stretch it out. You know, I had some pancakes. Yeah, those are they're filling. They are. Get a little syrup on there. Glass of milk. Sir, is it syrup or syrup? Syrup. 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 Like usurp somebody. Syrup it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you're you're. You're well fed here. We're wrapping up bre- uh, second breakfast here. Hey, speaking of wrapping up, wrapping it up. Come on, as yep. Next Saturday, yep. Mega fight, big Floyd Mayweather, Conor, yep. McG- Conor McGregor. Right uh, today was announced. They're gonna be fighting in eight ounce gloves as opposed to ten. It's great. Who gets the advantage? Floyd. What are you talking about? He does. No. I actually legitimately think he does because, I mean, it's a little less weight, a little less coverage. Sure, it's over, over the point. It's all there's, there's less coverage. You have a boxer, right? That's what he does. He stands up and throws punches. So now he is – so the, the, the weight of the gloves, two ounces less, okay? Those punches, when he's ready to strike, when he brings in the right and the left, right, okay, that comes in faster, quicker. It's more what he's used to, right? He's not weighed down. He's not cumbered down. Now, here's the thing. The other side, I will say, on the flip side of that is there's less coverage. And if he, if whole, you know, uh, McGregor gets in there, could knock him out in two. 
Yeah. Like you said. <laughs> so, Conor McGregor think- is going to attack Floyd Mayweather from all these odd angles. He's going to be doing weird, like, hammer punches and all these, like, weird types of things. As soon as he does a hammer, you know, bringing down the hammer punch or something like that, Floyd will have clocked him three times in the face. I don't know. That's the thing is that he doesn't understand the quickness of the hands that Floyd has. It's a boxing skill. It's one. So that's the thing. So, yeah, McGregor has learned these, you know, three different, you know, all these different wrestling you know, the hand-to-hand, the punching, the boxing, right? Um, takedowns, what have you. Whereas Floyd is a master at what he does. Yeah, and you're Floyd stepping into a master. Floyd is also 42 years old. He is. So that's, that's, look at all and of I that thought, experience. And I thought if you go back and you look, I think Manny Pacquiao should have, I think Manny Pacquiao won that fight. We watched it. We did, yeah. I think Manny Pacquiao won it. I think the the refs just kind of cheated Pacquiao out because they like Floyd. And uh, well, that was rough. I mean, you know, like Pacquiao had a torn shoulder. Yeah, he did. I mean, and again, he, you know, Floyd is the best defensive fighter that there is. Yeah, but, but he's also you he know who also is a great defensive fighter. Who? Conor McGregor. He's a counter. Conor, Conor McGregor is, is a counter artist. Well, and that's the thing. So that's that's the thing. It's why it's a good <laughs> fight. It's it's going to be interesting because I think. The patience of Floyd, I, I, I think he has patience. I don't think he's going to give in to the taunting. I think as soon as this guy makes an unorthodox boxing move, he's. I think Floyd's going to capitalize on it. I don't think he's going to. I don't think. I don't, think, I don't, know I don't, think, I don't out, think even but, with. Four, I don't even think with even there four outs close. I don't think it's possible for Floyd Mayweather to knock him out. No, I know he I, has. He has bad wrists. He has bad hands, and that's something else I think that could impact this fight. Is now you're talking about Floyd, who's a little bit older. The reason you know going up in the glove size kind of benefited because you block with your with those gloves. So now you have a little less padding on those gloves to block with. And, you know, but every, it, every year, once you, especially once you get past the third, I mean, you're talking to a guy who's fought and, you know, this will be, if he wins, this will be 50 and oh, so 49 boxing matches professional. That doesn't include Olympics and all the stuff when he was a kid, mm-hmm. teenager, man, that's just, you're talking a lot of beating. Yeah, it is. Which he's won. And that's the other thing too, is that like he has all this experience. So that's why I think he will see the flaw. I think he'll see, the, the letdown in the hands. I think he'll see him drop his hands when he shouldn't drop his hands, and I think Floyd's going to hit him. That's the thing. People forget that just because he's a defensive fighter, he has knocked some people down. Yes. Know? And so he But he hasn't knocked... He hasn't legitimately knocked somebody out in, like, over 10 years. Years, right. Sure. I mean, he got and one... He had one where he, like, kind of had this cheap shot. This guy... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got... I always forget the guy. Diaz... Was, no, no, I always forget his name, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, Hatton, I think. Okay. So what I think, too, is that, like, if... If this has to go the full rounds, right? Oh, if it goes twelve, it, it's going to Floyd. That's the thing is, I, well, here's why. I, I, I think too, if, if Floyd can just patiently land his punches, and he's more, he doesn't have to knock him out. He's that's where points. Yeah. Boom, he's landing punches there. He's he's you know what I'm saying. He can do more of that on McGregor than McGregor can do on him. Now the the the, the thing is, McGregor when he hits him will hit him hard and Real it's going to hurt. Yeah, and it might knock him down and it might knock him out. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. He's a great defensive fighter. He has good feet. He has. See, people are forgetting too his quickness. Well, McGregor's bigger. He's this. He's that. He's not allowed to just bull rush him. He can't just tackle him and throw him to the ground. Yeah. That's the thing. He's got to stand in there, use his footwork, and move around. Yeah. And so, you're going up against the most one of the most experienced boxers of all time. Yeah. And so, because it's a boxing match, yeah, it's 
it's just hard for me to see McGregor. Now I'm saying like if Floyd makes a mistake, let's say because of age or, or what have you, or he does give into the taunting and he comes out after him and he comes out, you know, un, unorthodox Floyd, you know, then we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like someone needs to throw in the towel because Floyd will get hit hard. And, and that's, and I don't know. And the other thing is too, can he take a hard hit from McGregor? Um, can, my question is psychologically, yeah. Can he handle the pressure from the trash talking machine yeah. of Conor McGregor? Now Floyd's a trash talker, yeah. but Conor's a better trash talker. Oh, sure, for sure. And the pressure of fifty and O. Yeah, true, true. I, I think the thing is, is that he is going to be at forty two years of age. More cautious. I'd be honest with you. I think it makes him more cautious. And so he doesn't open it open it. I actually think we won't see him really go after McGregor. As much as we think maybe he could. And the pressure mm-hmm. that the future of boxing yeah. is riding on this fight. Because right. if he loses, right. boxing is mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. I mean, forever. There would be no uh, reason to ever watch boxing again. I mean, because yeah. UFC is already beginning to, has already been chipping and chipping and chipping mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And if a UFC fighter comes in and beats arguably the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it would change things. It definitely would. <laughs> it definitely would. You know, but I mean, I, I mean, because boxing's been under the decline people, anyway. Here's the thing, though. I, I guarantee, if if McGregor does win, another boxer who's in his prime will step up and challenge him yeah. to save boxing <laughs> again. Because they'll make the case he's 42, the hype, all these different things. Some excuse will be made, and some boxer in his prime will knock McGregor out. Yeah. So a bigger I guy think boxing, who can, who I can think, take McGregor's. Yeah, punches. I think boxing's downfall is 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 not as much that ufc really i mean i think ufc is coming and taking over but i think really who's the last heavyweight we just don't have it's the boxing in the last like 20 years has been dominated by these like middleweight guys Mm -hmm. you know pacquiao mayweather Mm -hmm. oscar de la hoya you know sugar shane robinson these guys like this and you know really i mean since it was like Holyfield and Tyson, we just don't have these like big heavyweights knocking each other out anymore. Right. Or consistently, you know, if we, right, yeah. Because we do, but like, you know, on a, uh, yeah, on that scale, we don't hear about it really, yeah. you know? So you're right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I, so what do you think? I mean, so you're obviously, I'm going with Connor McGregor. I just think that it, for me, I think it's a lot. Is he going to knock him out or is he going to win? And I think the only way Connor, no, there's no way he's winning by decision. The only way is if he knocks him out or what I think honestly could happen. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this in all seriousness, I think he could break Floyd's hand. I think he'll punch Floyd or take it in his hands. Mm -hmm. And it'll, and I think his hand, I think his, I think think his wrist will break. I think, I think actually that's where I think, the eight ounce gloves is really going to hurt. Is going to hurt him. Is been is in blocking mm-hmm. and taking some of those punches on the on the on the hands. The what I do think though is I will say this as odd as it sounds. So I think age is going to hurt Floyd, mm-hmm. but I think that Floyd's still got the stamina to go the twelve. I don't know if Conor McGregor does, which is weird because he's younger. But if there's a big difference between a UFC fight, which is like three rounds, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, Conor McGregor finishes a lot of his fights in like. A right. minute. Most right. UFC fights go like a minute, two minutes. Right. I mean, rare, I mean, they do, but rarely do they. I mean, like yeah. eight's like the longest. I right. mean, you're talking twelve rounds. That's like an hour. They, and, I mean, they're both in monster shape. Yeah. But you're right. It is a different to be in monster shape and to do what it's a sprint do versus intensity. an intensity. Yeah, exactly. For this long a time, and Floyd's been doing it for years. Yeah. 
Because so, most UFC fights that go like, you know, that long, it's like really long, or even yeah. like MMA in general. Like there yeah. are definitely MMA fights I've watched, which are like 20 minutes. And it's most of it's like they're on the ground, they're like rolling around, you know, they're just mm-hmm. like getting in and out of holds and right, stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Conor McGregor is a, he's a, he's a puncher. Yeah. Well, and that I, so I'm with you. I, I think Floyd is going to win. Um, and I think, I don't if it, think if it goes to decision for sure. Yeah, I don't, I guess I think, I also think though, I really do think that Floyd could cut him and hurt him. You think so? Oh yeah. I don't think so. I think he could. I I I think he can land some punches. I I think because if you're exposed and you, let's let's just say McGregor puts his hands down and Floyd hits him square on the jaw, he just takes one. Oh, then he's out. He's out. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, it's like if he makes a really big mistake, then you know I don't know. I, I think the setups are different. You know, the fainting and different things. What happens if What happens if Connor comes out and the first round? Floyd's because you know Floyd is somebody who he doesn't watch tape, right? Which I think in this fights, I think could could it be that what if Floyd comes into this and he's too overconfident? Because he's like he's like my fit my last my fiftieth fight and I'm not even fighting somebody that's a boxer. I hope that's not what he's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It does just take one. So same thing for Floyd. It takes, and I think that's why he's been so good is discipline of mind. That's what I mean, Floyd. I think I said Connor. Yeah, Floyd. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Floyd steps in there and is is not disciplined and thinks, yeah, like you said, this is not even a a boxer, and I've got to face this guy. And he mess and he lets you know I mean he lets his guard down. One shot can take him out. Yeah. But the same thing goes for McGregor, and I think McGregor, not because he wants to let his guard down, but I don't think he no, – he's not been in a boxing match for this many rounds. Yeah. And the setup and the, the lulling, right? The, 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 there's a lulling effect with boxers. So yeah. the, they just continue to – like the, like yeah. they'll show you the same thing five times, and you think they're going to change it. It's like a time. pitcher. They're going to change it. You exactly. And they just don't change it. They don't, you don't know when they're going to change it. Then on the seventh time, boom, he's got you. Then you're trying to count. Then you're psychologically, okay, he's going to do this for a few more times. Nope, boom, the second time he's got you there. So it's just like you just watch that effect of uh, – that's what Floyd does. Is if this fight were in the street, who'd win? McGregor. No question. Yeah, no question. Yep, no question. The only way – I mean, if Floyd – I mean, I don't know. If Floyd were in his prime, like if they were both the same age, you know, 30-some years or something like that. 20, I think Connor's 27. Right. Let's say, they, let's say, you know, I don't know. When was Floyd in his prime, right? Yeah. Um, and he could, you know, get a couple shots in there. Because I think – I mean, Floyd can punch. Now, that, that doesn't He's, happen sometimes when you watch MMA and you get these guys, these primarily boxers, and they just yeah. come right into MMA. There are times where as soon as they go to the ground, they're screwed. But if right. they can nail like one or two punches right. before they go to the ground, man, sometimes they – because they just right. – it's so different. Or yeah. even if they are taken to the ground – because, you know, sometimes they'll take a guy yeah. to the ground. You're still exposed for punches, and you can still fight your way back up. That's People don't understand about these boxers throwing punches. Yeah. When they land a punch, I mean, you're if they can land it and get a clean shot on you and you're not moving and you didn't deflect it, even people don't realize like even there just are, a, a yeah. deflection off that glove slows that punch down when it hits your, you know, your face or yeah. your head or wherever. That is huge. Yeah. Just that well, when you watch, deflection. well, when you watch, uh, even when you watch like, you know, like, I guess kickboxers, you know, they're kicking, but even when you watch kickboxers in MMA, I mean, that's how Ronda Rousey lost her last fight. Mm-hmm. She got <laughs> she got faced. I mean, it was like, <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Oh man, that was, that was brutal. Boy, that was bad. Um, yeah, I know. So I don't know. I think because it's a boxing match, 
So do you do you so you so so the eight ounce gloves you don't think really plays any difference? No, I mean he he uses eight he uses eight he's used yeah. to to fighting in those in those gloves as well. I think people think that the ten ounce gloves because of their weight is going to protect them and things like that, and that's that was the standard like regulation. Yeah. Um. But then there was this, this whole thing. This isn't like, a standard regulation fight. Yeah. Exactly. So and that's fine. You know. So we're kind of, you know, he's going down two ounces and McGregor's going up what four. So, yeah. you know, it's it, they're meeting closer in the middle there. So, a little bit more familiarity. And my question is: Has McGregor been training in eight ounce gl- gloves or ten? No, he's what? probably the training gloves like sixteen. Well, again, yeah, but I mean, yeah. he, like when you're when you're going through some of the oh, and stuff saying. with the with the actual yeah, gloves, not been, in the probably ring, with ten, yeah, probably because you got to get used to wearing those gloves. So I'm just wondering. So now we're switching. And Floyd's been using those types of glo- gloves for. I don't know what they use in, in, in MMA. Four ounce. Like do the, but even outside of that, do they oh, wear the a train? heavier glove yeah, or know. something like that? You know? I don't know. So four ounce, which is almost like bare knuckle. I mean, yeah. that's. Oh yeah, sure it is. Yeah, I know. We've used some of those. We had a little yeah. punching bag. You know what I mean? Like we, <laughs> like, man, my hand is just tore up here. You know, but yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's. I don't think it plays too much to either one person's advantage. I think it comes down to their mental stability, their discipline of mind, and who's going to make the most mistakes. Yeah. And I, and I think, it, I think McGregor has the potential to make more mistakes. Because he's unorthodox. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so. fine. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there and we'll pick it up na- next week, you know, right before the fight. But that is second breakfast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I hope you guys so. are having a great day. Yeah. You know, eat that extra pancake. Don't just leave it set there. Yeah. Don't throw it out. No, you know, shovel that down. Yeah, slam. Wash it, it down with a, some glass, a glass yeah, of milk. Nice cold glass of milk. You know, My goodness, heat up those eggs. They're right. just sitting there. <laughs> no. get, get you some eggs. Finish watching your Saturday morning cartoons. That's right. And uh, have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>